Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to our 43rd episode. On this episode, we'll be reviewing Blumhouse's latest offering, Sweetheart. We will be doing our Something to Scream About, which is we're going back to the 80s horror doc uh, in search of darkness. And we have our movie from the vault, which is a corker from Paul last week. Or last episode even, which is Dawn of the Dead. Oh my god, we got Can't to it. wait. We Can got to wait. it. We got to it. Dawn of the Dead. When there's no more room in hell. Here's another podcast. Oh no, it hasn't ended. Right. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. The wrong thing. You just messed up everybody's like lives yeah. thinking it's just ended. Sorry. Sorry, sorry ever. everyone with O C D out there. <clears throat> my bad. How's it going there, bud? Yeah, good. Yeah, not too bad, mate. It's been a couple of good weeks, uh watching loads of stuff. What have, you, what, what have you watched? I watched actually. I watched a really cool film called Starry Eyes, um, okay. which that. is um, really I've wanted to see it for ages, um, but it's just like a little indie film uh, by the guy that did. Have you seen Stakeland? The, yeah, the I like Stakeland. That was good. Yeah, it's like one of the guys that made that that made this. Um, uh, it's a really interesting movie. I don't want to spoil it because it's like interesting um i think you should watch it but i watched that it was pretty cool um yeah what about you have you seen anything new this week do you know what i've been really bad i've been watching just like shitloads of the american office so and buffy <laughs> not buffy <laughs> just just the american office it's okay been, i've got to get rid of that and then i got to move on with some some new things that have like to get off my list cool of horror movies and stuff like that. yeah i've got so after listening to so many other kind of podcasts with like top tens and all best movies decade and everything like that i've got about a list as long as my arm of films i want to watch now yeah i really want to fancy watching this villains from last year with maker monroe and um yeah Skarsgård. that's one we missed wasn't it yeah and, and i really want to i haven't seen the lighthouse yet i tell a lie i have watched um a movie yeah little little cheeky one that we wanted to watch last year little monsters i got hold of a copy of that oh yeah yeah and uh yeah it lives up to uh, josh gad um the peter nyonga it's an australian horror movie Mm. and it's really good yeah, really I do, I do really, really funny it. so yeah definitely worth a shout sweet what about some news you got any news we get into the news shall we let's get both oh, deep what's your little right it's a little bit i mean there's a lot of trailers to talk about i think there's a couple of trailers to talk about which we'll do that in a minute but um bit of news from uh dario gento his uh, new Gilio film, Black Glasses, were filmed this year, starring his daughter again, Asia Argento. I haven't seen her for a while. She was great in like the old Triple um, X movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not right. A, not, I meant the one with, what's his face, Vin Diesel. Oh, not the one with Ice Cube. No. <laughs> but Gilio is like old Italian style, isn't it? It's like mystery. Giallo. Giallo, is I that how you say it? Yeah, Giallo. Oh, Giallo. Can't, what did I say? I don't know. Gilio. It's, 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 I feel like saying it's Gilio. It's posh, isn't it? Excellent. All right, well, looking forward to that, Butte. <laughs> giallo. <laughs> G- G- like Jello, but Giallo. Right, okay. So, I only know that because I listen to loads of different horror podcasts and I didn't know that before, but I didn't know it existed. You know, what do I know? It's those little like slasher ones that I like, the yellow cases. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, those the kind of, yeah. Like yeah, Nitrate yeah. Murders and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Nuns with big guns. <laughs> <laughs> killer nun <laughs> killer nuns with big guns amazing yeah. um this one looks interesting we talked about this on last ep- on the last episode yeah 
which was like Samara Weaving's new movie that's come out oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, Did yeah. you see the trailer Guns Akimbo. Yeah, I have. You've seen the trailer? Yeah. It looks wicked. It looks messed up. It looks like right up our street. It looks really comic book style doesn't it? Like well, the I'm, shot. I'm thinking, loosely, mm. just because of the way that it, in the trailer it sort of shows those guns are bolted to his hands, I think loosely... It's got not a bit horror, horror. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go for that. It's body body horror. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some body horror, <laughs> mate. How do you know? He's not well, I'm just thinking, like you know, like in the lines of machete. Yeah, it's sort of like a almost machete. Don't text. Almost like grindhousey. Yeah, it is a bit. So it reminded me of um, you remember um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yeah, a little okay. bit of that, but obviously a bit more like violent, obviously. But it's got Radcliffe. What's up with Samara Weaving's face? I know. <laughs> It's like really weird, like it is. prosthetics or something. I don't know. Was the tramp in the in the trailer? Was he the dude from District Nine? Yeah, it's um, uh, Reese. Is it Reese? Blunk. Reese Darby. I don't know. I can't. No, no it's the Blunk half. The guy, the guy who plays the main, you know, fucking bronze. <laughs> it's that oh, guy, isn't it? Fucking bronze. Fucking bronze. Fucking bronze. <laughs> fucking bronze. I mean, and obviously like a uh, swearwolves, not werewolves. Chappy. That dude. No, Chappy. And Chappy. Yeah. Is he the dude in yeah, he's What We Are in the Shadows as well? Yeah, he's, in, he's one he's of the werewolves. werewolves. Oh, yeah. okay. Werewolves, not werewolves. I can't remember his name. I think it's Blancaf or something like that. I don't yes, know. Blancaf is the, um, the character's director. Name. Oh, okay. Neil Blancaf. He's the director. Yeah. And he, but he gets this dude in. Yeah, he's always got him in his <laughs> I films. I don't know his name. Okay, <clears throat> whatever. Yeah. But it looks cracking. <laughs> fucking. It, lo- it looks cracking. So that... Um, Funny, yeah. Coming from Jason LeHowden, so yeah, it's it's billed as an action comedy, but I reckon if it's if there's nothing else on that week, Why might not? actually talk about that one. When in Rome. So that's all I've got. Is that it? Is that what you're yeah. bringing to the table this week? That's all I'm bringing you to the table. You have been busy watching the American Office, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I, mean, I, got, it... I got a couple of bits as Go well. On. I ain't got much. But... Go on, hit me with it. Okay, there's a new. Um, thing apparently uh, coming to Shudder, whether it's Shudder UK or not, I have no idea. But it's called um, Cursed Films. It's like a documentary style thing, and it's um, going to talk about all the curses of horror movies, like mm. the Curse of Exorcist, Omen, Poltergeist, and I think an episode is going to focus on each film. That looks pretty interesting. I mean, I know everybody probably goes, "Oh, I know everything about it. there is," but it'd be quite interesting. It's like a Talking Heads kind of documentary. I don't know when that's going to be, but eventually it's going to be on Shudder. Um, the other thing that was really interesting that I found really interesting, apparently Tom Savini's come out of uh, hiding because he kind of retired. So apparently he like just went and because he was just like, look, I'm giving up because I'm going to go and be a dad. And like he hasn't done anything for ages. But Corey Taylor from Slipknot is apparently allegedly making an unnamed horror movie yet to be said what it is because he's like a huge fan of these on in search yeah 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 um but yeah apparently um he's going to be doing all the special effects for the movie because apparently he says cory taylor's got some sick ideas like sick in the head ideas well it's nice or like and, sick good it's like, nice apt in terms of what obviously what we're going to be talking about later that's with what Dawn I thought. Dead. That's Very good. good good synergy like you know yeah yeah matt's scissoring with his fingers at the moment so mm-hmm. yeah it's good yeah, so that was quite cool. And have you seen the Gretel and Hansel trailer yet? Oh, fuck no, I was meant. You've seen it yet? No, I got so much abuse for missing Dude. that one, missing that movie off. 
Really? I'm going to have to check the bloody trailer out now, aren't I? Oh, so that's good. It looks good, does it? It looks really, really good. I'll leave it yeah. to you to have a little check. Maybe I'll have a talk, talk about it next on the next episode or something like that. But that that was interesting. Um, and that's all I got. So I haven't got shit all this week either, really. Well, quite a A couple of bits. But yeah, it was obviously the legend, the myth, the one and only John Carpenter's birthday the other yeah. day. Happy birthday, John. Yeah. Obviously, we're good friends with him. JC. <laughs> Big JC. <laughs> Happy guy, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Good penmanship. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, we did a meet and greet with him, didn't we? And we um, got to see him perform live, which was awesome. That was incredible. It's a one-off, wasn't it? Yeah, so that was good fun. Yeah, so happy birthday. And that's all I've got for the news. Well, I think there's a couple of other bits, like, like are out at the moment. Like, we've hmm. got Oscars around the corner. Oh, yeah. We got rep- we haven't really got any representation in horror this year. Not much. No, I know Florence that... Florence Pugh is up for <laughs> Little Women. Yeah, Little Women, but not Why for not Midsummer. Midsummer. Unbelievable. I know. But then there's this Parasite movie yeah. from from Boon Jean Hu. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Who did that. who did Host. Yeah, I love which Host. Which was incredible. And Okja. And Okja. And the film called Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer He's got a good yeah. calibre. So mm. I would love it if he picked up Best Director or best movie or something like that. He's There's a lot critical. of talk. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe talk. it's just, maybe we can beat old old Scorsese. Oh, I don't know. It's hard. That's going to be a well, big talk. Sam Mendes as well, mate. That 1917 is brutal. So, oh, God, yeah, so we got that. Good. We got that. We haven't got, to, but we haven't got too much. But I think um, uh, there was another award. I don't know if it's Critics' Choice or something like that. It was but Nipita Nyong'o won an award for us. Yeah, I can't believe that's like. Again, that she's kind of been snubbed there. I can't believe that's been snubbed for... I just think it's because it's kind of... I suppose it's... Sometimes movies that come out at the start of the year get overlooked a little bit because as the year goes on, people keep other films fresh in their minds, especially the people that... The guys that, that vet all these films and vote on them are all fucking old anyway, most of them. The Guild, or whatever they're called. So. Yeah. Fuck them. Don't mean shit, does it, winning an award? there you go That's yeah my, rant. my mini rant uh, it's grr, grr. But, yeah, but yeah but you know representation for horror there still should there should be a horror category well, i don't give a fuck what people say there's another award as well there's another potential which people's been raving about it's the lighthouse like with um old patterson and william defoe i yeah. love william defoe mm. and obviously you know got a special place in my heart for edward in so <sighs> um <laughs> but apparently that film, shiny fucking vampire that film looks fucking yeah, yeah I, want, well. I so dark, badly want to see it. I'm yeah. just gutted because obviously the Americans have already had it and we haven't had it yet. So. I know, there's a couple of them like Underwater, The Grudge and stuff out there yeah. all out and we're like... Mm. Still waiting. I haven't really heard too many good things about The Grudge to be honest. It sounds like a pile of shit to be honest and I don't think we're... If there's something else on I don't think we're probably <laughs> as a podcast put our name to that one. Come on now Paul, we've mm. got to see everything. Mm. I don't think I want to. <laughs> <laughs> fucking reboot trash <laughs> but yeah that's it right let's move on to our main review come on and dude let's, let's do just it. do it main review Okay, so our main review is the latest offering from Blumhouse, which is Sweetheart. 
So a little synopsis on that. Jen has washed ashore a small tropical island and it doesn't take her long to realise she's completely alone. She must spend her days not only surviving the elements but must also fend off the mal- malevolent force that comes out. Malevolent force. Malevolent force that comes out each night. Fucking bullshit. I can't read for shit. <laughs> this is why I'm not an intellectual person. Doesn't matter. you got a pretty face. Anyway. <laughs> I, I don't really like... I, I, I might stop doing like the synopsis. I hate synopsis. It's, it's shit. I might just do it myself next time. Just do your own one. I'm reading out of IMDb. Yeah, hey, you cheat. Like, but anyway, yeah. Sweetheart. Um, right. Blumhouse. I obviously... I've not seen... There's not been absolutely loads of PR behind this movie. Like, not a lot of promotion behind it. No, it's kind of new. And mm. um, it came out like sort of late last year. And we said we're hoping it was coming out like well, on it Netflix. Well, it came out in the States on Boxing Day, I believe. Right. So, they obviously got it on Netflix. But it's not been seen. It hasn't been... If you look at the reviews, it's only had like... It's done not many, 3,000. Yeah. So, it's not had a big... Um, like following yet mm. i would like to change that absolutely because i bloody loved it i fucking loved it too we haven't by the way we haven't <laughs> talked about this no. we always save the podcast <laughs> for those who don't know out there but yeah absolutely brilliant blew I've, my socks off mate i can't believe blumhouse would like tapping into this mm. what's annoying me yeah. however um because there's a movie coming out by blumhouse later on in the year which is another one, I can't remember what it is, but it's PG-13 as well. Okay. This one's PG-13. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, which is fine, mm. because there's plenty to there's plenty of scares, there's yeah, plenty yeah. of um, gory bits, I would say. There's still blood, there's blood, yeah, yeah. there's gore, there's pieces. At the so, moment, PG-13 is, is, is not that bad. Is no, like, and we're not talking... Like, you know, it, it's, there's quite a lot they can get away with in PG-13s. Yeah, I think they do. And mm. I don't think it needed to be anything more than it was. Definitely not. Um, I mean, we're talking this poor girl. It's only an hour 22 as well. It's yeah. a very short it's a one. Good, a good, good night, time. Quick, yeah. Good, quick horror. So, you mm. know, you don't, you ain't going to be like midsummer and watching it for like two and a half, three <laughs> hours or something like that. This is three just hours. a quick monster movie. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> there's, there's your spoilers. This is a fucking old school monster movie. Yeah, we're going to talk loads of shit about it yeah. so warning but yeah it this this yeah this is what i loved i mean because it, it's really interesting obviously she washes up on the shore don't know what the fuck's gone on you don't know where, where she's come from whether it's like plane crash or whatever she just washes up on the shore and it just kicks off straight away and i don't think like, you ever find out do you well kind of yeah when they have a conversation later on down the line you find out that they're on some kind of yacht partying or something and something's obviously happened. Mm. You don't really explain. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is what I mean. This is what, you don't have to know that. And it's just like the really, the interesting thing is like straight from the get go, straight in there, no fucking about, no massive, big lead up to this point. It's just, there it is straight off. Like the start of the kind of movie, she's washed up on the beach and you're like, what the fuck? It's a bit like Lost, you know, when it's like straight in, balls deep. Yeah. Like, straight in. And I love that. And like, and it's just interesting seeing what she was like, where, where am I? And all this stuff. And, you know, and then that a guy washes up on the shore and she's like, oh, here you go, another character that's going to kind of bolster the thing out. And uh, lo and behold, obviously, uh, 
Yeah, he doesn't make it straight away, which I thought was quite a brave move. Yeah, we, we're left pretty much to follow like Jen mm. around like her surviving sort of day and night in mm. an island, and then something weird is happening at night. But it's clever because they think about what would you what would you kind of do if you're on an island? Like she obviously doesn't know she's on an island because she's washed up, and then she obviously walks the whole length of the island and comes back full circle because she sees the body where she left it. Uh, which I thought was good because it's like you have to explain she wouldn't just stay on the beach she has to figure out where she is and that's how she, they, they portray her as being on the island it's very quick very quick and, quick and clever to establish like the sort of like premise of like what it is because this is another castaway movie mm. you know we've had we've got another movie later in the year called Fantasy Island you know this is like islands and stuff like that we've had this we sort of need to establish where we are and like what the yeah. location's like and what, what the environment we're working in yeah. And it's just very interesting. Um, and it's shot really well. And it ain't, we're not talking, this is not like um, a sci-fi channel um, budget. I don't know no. what the budget was, but it's not a sci-fi Blum, channel movie. Blumhouse, not, there's no budget online. I'd look everywhere. Um, but Blumhouse is kind of like standard uh, benchmark is, I think it's like something like six to eight mil. Um, and that's their kind of like budget wise um, I know that Get Out went over that slightly but that's different but um, but yeah it went it, it, normally that's their standard budget I mean obviously it's not low budget but obviously there's not a lot of actors in this you know, no we're not we ain't got a, we ain't got a lot of um, um, people to play with and stuff like that and they're not they're all unheard of actors pretty much no well. it's filmed on location in um on bounty island in fiji yeah um so you know and it's obviously a very small island you've got what you have got however is probably a good special effects team behind it yeah because you know the gore the um the, the sort of bodies the bits the bobs and all that sort of stuff the bits and bobs and the monster itself we're talking practical effects yeah for most of it, yeah, for the majority of it, we're talking man in a suit. Yeah, for the majority, and it was of it. bloody good. Yeah, it was really because usually, good. like, when you see it, you kind of, kind of pissed off because it looks shit. Because it can like look shit. But we're talking there to do underwater filming. Hmm. There was, um, you know, we're we're seeing it like not in the day. It's never in the daylight, but we're seeing it at night, and but with a good camera yeah. and stuff like that, and you can see it head to toe. Um, and pretty much, yeah, it's impressive. I don't know what the fuck you describe it as, like a merman thing. I don't know because it's weird because it's almost, which I like. This is another thing I liked about it. It's not really got f- fins, like you thought it might have web feet or something because it swims. But it's more like kind Hoops. of hooves, yeah. yeah. Like it's more like a like a demon, yeah, like a sea devil or something. Oh like yeah, like, sea devil. I like you know that. what I mean? Um, as a fucking arsehole anyway. Whatever, it's a big bastard. Yeah. A massive thing I really liked about it is that, and this really interested me, is that, you know, she when she goes into the island and she kind of finds of, other people's belongings and stuff. Yeah. Um, that there's obviously a story that's happened before. So it makes me think, would they dare to go and do like a, a um, another movie that's before about that? family that were originally on that island it'd right. be fucking awesome wouldn't you think that'd be awesome to see what their story was and how it got to that point yeah okay yeah i'll give you I'd that i'd love that i'd love to like, see what happened beforehand and dragged into some because you're obviously hole. you don't need to know it it's a need to know basis she finds out that there was a whole family uh, a family that were on that island that 
obviously shit went down and things happened. But um, yeah, you know, I think that's that's quite an interesting thing to to do as well and be bold to have that storyline of a story that you know you can only really tell through a couple of photographs and a couple of belongings. Um, I thought it was quite clever. Yeah, to entwine that in that. Lucas is a bit of a dick. Well, this is yeah, because obviously she's on her own, c- complete solidarity, um, and then obviously you see this life raft, and uh, ends up having two of the other people that were apparently on this boat they were on having a party. So there's yeah. something ominous about these two, though, and I they looks... still don't really go into it. You don't really find out what it's about. Yeah, you? you just got a feeling there's something. Yeah, like something's going on there. See, I thought that they were going to come out and obviously this guy is her Jen's boyfriend right yeah so I thought it was going to come out that they'd fucked on that little like raft well and that was it because they thought that like it was going to be the end of their lives and that was why they were being so awkward I think they they did fuck kind of looking at each other I think they did fuck do you reckon they definitely had a shag on that little thing however though if they did have a shag on that boat there was also something else weird because when they got back on the boat later there was a lot of blood in there, wasn't there? Yeah, but did you not notice when he lent her the penknife? He lent her a penknife when she went fishing. Yeah. And when she opens the penknife, she wipes blood off of it. Oh. So she was like, mm, Do you think they blood? killed one of the dudes Definitely. in the boat? 100%. But why? Some, exactly, they don't really so explain. This, 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 there's a lot of questions, which is great, and that they don't answer that you're going to have to leave. They really don't want to go on to, back on that raft because they're like, you don't know what happened, you don't know what it's like. Do you reckon they saw? Do you reckon they had the monster there already, and it dra- got dragged off? I don't no, know. No, I don't. I think that the guy that was originally on the boat, obviously, I don't know. I'm just this is my own idea. Must have made some kind of ruckus or something, and they had to to shut him up. Mm. You know, and they just or because he was not happy about something, or he was going crazy, or he's rocking the thing. I don't know. I don't know, but it was interesting, nevertheless, wasn't it? Yeah, so, and it was shot. And it, you didn't need to know, really. No, and I'll tell you what, it was shot really well. Uh, all the shots were really well acted really I thought the acting was good I mean mm. the, the Lucas dude had a really interesting accent he sort of sounded a bit like um, uh, what's his face uh, oh Seth the dude from Superbad he's Canadian I think he's Canadian I think he had that sort of Canadian sort of oh, right, okay. tone to his voice oh, right, I don't okay. know it just it made him really sort of an interesting character he's from he's from the film Brooklyn um, with um with uh, what's her face again? I couldn't name Cerise Ronan, who was up for the yeah. actress. He, he's Is that where he's from? I thought I noticed him. Yeah, from so I'd he's, he's done. So we're not. They're not no. He wasn't like a nobody. No, and stuff like that which no. was good. That was good. There was good caliber, and it felt good. It didn't felt cheap. It no. felt like yeah, I could watch this, and it felt like I should be telling people to watch this as well. Absolutely, like fans of like, in a way. I've said Relic. Do you remember Relic, the nineties mm. movie? Mm. I know that monster sucks. Like yeah. that monster sucks. You go back and watch that piece of shit now, and that mm. re- Relic is awful. It does not. That monster just can't stack That's up today. Because it was in the era of CGI. Yeah, they just. Yeah. But practical, practical stays the test of time. Mm, this movie could be watched in like 20, 30 years, and it would still be a monster movie that you could watch. Mm. You don't lose anything when you put something in a suit I thought it was great no definitely yeah. I really liked it I thought it was bold to do that because they, like you said they could have gone down a CGI and all the special effects routes and done all that but they didn't they kind of stayed cleared of it and 
kept it kind of raw and yeah. I, I like that fact but yeah you're right the lead actress um uh Ker- kersley clemens yeah name? yeah she she i thought she's brilliant and i liked her as well because they fleshed her character out as well because he was her boyfriend was talking to her about you know you've always got to have some kind of like dark cloud above you and you're always kind of he almost alluded to she always lies to get to the center of attention and stuff like yeah. the way he was talking and it's kind of interesting that because that's why he's kind of didn't really believe her about the monster when she first told him he's like you've always got to be something going on and you're always lying and all this stuff it's just something weird about their, their like relationship a, some you kind can't of trust issue or you something. kind of wanted to know more about their relationship there was something mm. weird that went on um, but she was in a, a movie that I watched last year, actually, called Flatliners. Um, when you oh, to, God. With Juno. Really? Did you not watch the new Flatliners? Oh, no. It wasn't bad. No. It, wasn't, it wasn't awful. I'm sure. It, well, I'm not going to waste my time on that. It wasn't Sorry. awful. It wasn't Sorry. awful. Not going to do it. It wasn't awful. There's only one Flatliners, the original. Um, Kevin Bacon. But then again, going back to earlier, you could have the story of the family on the beach beforehand that she found out about leading into the moments of what happened on that on that uh, yacht between her and her boyfriend and the others. And then you could even go from the point of view of them on the raft leading up to when they get to the beach mm. and then bang, finish the movie. So it's like goes into another yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. Be well cool to do it, that. Yeah, it was... Um, just, just to see what happens, yeah, see the story unfold, lead up to that moment. I liked it though. I liked what they did with it. I liked, I liked that it was like stripped back. It was, it was very good. There was one weird shot in it though. Mm. Right. Um, I suppose there's a little bit of mm, no, not a spoiler. There's a weird shot when they're in the boat. Okay. Right, and the little and there's it's, I mean we're talking this is a high tension movie, right? You are feel you feel uneasy. You're with Jen on this journey and mm. you know, they're stalked and all this sort of stuff. They they set the tension well with uh, with the music. The music's quality, it's like eighties synth, it's great. Yeah, it's really good right? music actually. Yeah. Um but there's this shot where the creature or the monster it's sort of like poking them from below. Yeah. And, it, and it sort of grabs her and takes her down underneath. Yeah, drags her. It's like dragging her back to this hole, isn't it? But they decided to do an aerial shot at the mm. same point when they dragged around. Do you remember that? No. No, it didn't no. stick with you. It stuck with me because I just yeah. thought that was a weird choice. Yeah. Suddenly they just flipped up to the top of it. And we're talking like it looks like a, you know, sat almost like a satellite picture of this thing. And it's okay. like... Why didn't they stay in the boat? I don't know. It's a weird choice. Really? That was the only thing that was I found bizarre. Maybe they had the helicopter for like one day and they thought they'd get some extra <laughs> shots or something. Yeah. Know. We spent money on this. Let's I like that. Though. You're right. That underwater scenes as well. That was fucking cool. It's like trying to drag her down to its lair. Yeah. And that's where I thought, you know, towards the end when they come, I won't say the end at all, like, but you know, when the, the obviously the confrontation and everything mm. after it all finishes, I'm like... Oh crap! I hope they don't do like a Jaws thing where like the dad comes out <laughs> well, <it'd be laughs> like, like after all that, or or it's gonna. I all I thought it's gonna pan back and it's gonna go back into the sea underneath the sea, back to the lair, and there's like gonna be like babies in there or something, you know? <laughs> you like, feel so like it's feeding its babies because it's dragging yeah. things down to its lair to feed its babies. I felt when it was underwater, it was very yeah. good, and I felt that there was That's more. Clever. Than, but I felt there was more than one. Maybe. Mm, I just felt that there was a lot going on there that I didn't see. Yeah. There's more. There's more to this movie than uh, than you think. I kind of. I think it's well worth a watch. You, this one's uh, a nice treat. 
It's not your standard monster movie, but it's very, very good. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. I thought it was really, really clever, a bit fresh, something different. Yeah, it was just nice, just a nice little movie. You know, like it reminds me, completely different movie, but when I watched The Shallows, just something like... I was, honestly, you know I mean? it gave me that vibe, because yeah, yeah. it's just her again. Yeah. That whole isolation. No, nothing crazy. It's just a really good little movie. Yeah. You can just watch, sit down, let yourself go, you know, and just watch it and let yourself just immerse yourself in it. And yeah, it's I brilliant. think that's a perfect comparison, actually, mm, for the tone yeah. Yeah, yeah. Set. if you like if you like the shallows and the tone that that was sort of given off yeah i think that's a very similar tone in this one yeah definitely. yeah yeah that's good yeah. shout oh, loved it yeah good shout how good, many good bre- how many breaths are you giving this one i'll give it a seven i'll give yeah. it a decent uh, yeah seven seven out of ten for our first movie of the year yeah well, not i was good gonna go high movie. i was gonna go Ooh, eight we'll give it an eight if you want don't let yeah. me hold you back i'll give it an eight breaths just the the pure enjoy enjoyment factor that was a good little find for you mate good little find yeah yeah well i literally had hardly read up anything on it and i was just like i just want to kind of go in there and didn't one last thing i thought like halfway through halfway through this movie i was thinking what the fuck why the fuck is this movie called sweetheart oh we didn't even talk about that yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you and why i was the like fuck i was called... waiting and waiting i'm like Do you know i still don't understand yeah because the only reason why it's called Sweetheart is that if her boyfriend refers to her as Sweetheart. Oh, wow. So it's, he, he, it's his Sweetheart and she's Sweetheart. And mm. Again, I think that's a bold move because like a lot of people have to be like, we'll, we'll look at Sweetheart and not understand what movie it is instead of like the creature from the depths of sea or something yeah. like. Do you see what I mean? I think that's a bold move. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is, that is because it sort of just gives nothing away to no. what it is. So, I mean, you expect Sweetheart to be the name of some kind of, like, rom-com or... Uh, I like that. Do you know what I mean? I like that a lot, actually. It's quite brave. Yeah, good. Mm. Fair play. Good, so, yeah. interesting title. Good one. Go and watch it. Um, so, at least we've got to talk about... Our, our, we, we haven't really got a movie for our next episode. We're, we're struggling. Like, January's a bit bleak. The Grudge is due out of the cinema... So we'll see, but I don't. I don't know if I'm feeling it. Underwater is a possibility. What I'd really like to do, and I don't even know if this is a horror movie, but I'd love it if we if we could watch Parasite, and that's a that's a big possibility. So we might actually review Parasite on our next episode. I think we should. Yeah, I really do. I do. Let's see whatever it's going to be because we we did the same with Joker. We didn't know what that if that was going to. I'm completely like I don't yeah. want to see any trailers. I don't want to see nothing. I've read no reviews. I just want to go into completely blind to that movie. I want to know why it's, like. it's got all this hype around it. Yeah. And no one's given the game away. No one's given it away. Which is good. It's almost. I, I get away. a feeling. I got a feeling that it's going to be like that. It's going to be like something's going to be like one cut of the dead. Not like it. But you know, like that, some you know what what we got from it. One cut of the dead. Yeah, it's like the maybe. sort of movie where you, you can only watch it once. Maybe. Or not what not watch it once, but the the first viewing gives you something completely it, special. I whatever don't know. happens, that I know that there'll be a social element to it, which <sighs> will lead us into later in of our review. Oh, sorry, I'm moving from the vault, but there's, there's there'll be a social element because there is every single one of his films. Yeah. Okja was incredible. Yeah. Okja is just nuts, man. Yeah. There's always some kind of, kind of like, big mm. meaning behind it. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that one's Looking about. Looking forward to that. Okay, cool. Right, well, let's move on to our something to scream about.
Search of Darkness, all right, 88 and 89 to talk about, and there's a few extra little bits as well, obviously we've gone through and we're going and talked about all the talking head bits and stuff, and mm. this last little section has a nice little bit on gratuitous nudity and Just stuff like that, and horror movies and stuff, and it's very right, the 80s, tits. <laughs> you sound like you got Tourette's there, mate, <laughs> tits, <laughs> the 80s move, 80s was ripe with, uh, with tits and ass. Good choice of words. Yeah, very good. So, Not in this generation. Yeah, well, Have none of that speak around here. You'll be lucky to get. I mean, you know, the, there's just not as many breasts in movies these days. Hmm. Uh, you know, so stop having a go at women. Yeah. All right. Stop it. Stop it. All right. So it's a it's a <laughs> bet it's a better era. So, but let's we crack. We don't up. need that in our movies no. now. We don't need it. We don't need it. I mean, no, we don't need it. Don't need it. I don't need it. No, nor do I. So, I'm happy. Yeah, you do. Talking about tits, uh, 1988, the crit- the first movie is Critters 2. And that's got an interesting moment, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. For no reason, <laughs> for no reason whatsoever, apart from the fact that it's, you know, gratuitous nudity again. Mm. She t- He turned, like, what's his face, Bob or whatever, turns into a, a playboy star yeah and yeah. walks around with half naked for, in the 80s, a, playboy. for no reason marketing value yeah well, there you go so that's what, the first movie obviously 1988 that they talk about is critters 2 mm. mick garris and it's like fucking one of my favorites man mm. critters 2 did a good a good uh is a good sequel yeah it's a really good sequel definitely. you've got the critters ball which is fucking synonymous now yeah and scott grimes is still in it. it it's it's really good movie yeah, yeah. Um, it's got some proper like standout moments on it. I really like that one. I, anything with critters, big critters fan. Then we go on to, you know, we, we've we've gone through this whole stage. Nearly, we're up to Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven now. I know. We're only in nineteen eighty eight, and there's been seven, <laughs> seven churning them out, churning out the new the new blood. Yeah. And this is the first one that Kane Hodder is uh, Jason. I think so, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, and it's like, um, got that weird uh, telekinesis lady in it. Yeah, see, I like this one. Yeah, it's not a bad one. It's still at the, it's still at the camp, mm. um, but it's, uh, and there's still some good kills in it and some good stunts in it. Um, but yeah, so that's not too bad. And I I'm, I, I kind of like this one. I like Friday the 13th Part 7. Kane Hodder does look completely different. It's not Jason Takes Manhattan, but... You know. Well, we'll get on to that. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, however, and the next one, we obviously... Yeah. Re- um, we haven't reviewed this one yet, have we? Killer Clowns from Outer Space? No, we, we haven't. haven't. done that one yet? No. Oh, bloody hell. Saving that one in Saving. the locker, mate. Yeah. But this is one of my favourite... What movie? Yeah, we one don't want to delve in too deep. One of my favourites of the 80s, yeah. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's the stupidest... Probably one of the stupidest movies to come out of the 80s. Uh, yeah, I'll give you but that. But it says it does exactly what it says on the tin. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And it's probably one of the brightest... Batshit. Batshit movies Crazy that come out there. Crazy fucking mental movie. It's right up there with Night of the Creeps and stuff like that wow. in terms of wackiness. Let's not go there. 
Mm, okay. But I love it. I it's love got the legend in it, so it can't be that good. I love this one. I love that movie though, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I remember watching it with you. It was fantastic. <laughs> this next one I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of them, and I think I'm gonna to have to delve into it this year. Is Phantasm Two? Do you know what? I haven't seen any of them either. Really? Nope. They're on Shudder, I think. So if yeah. I get the opportunity, I might watch them. Um, but this one apparently is like where the tall guy really comes into his sort of own. You know, it looks very sinister. Got mm. a bit more budget. Okay. And like this whole thing about the spheres sort of coming yeah, into action. Yeah, I, I know bits and pieces about it, but it's one of those films that I don't know why it's just passed me by. But I haven't seen any of them, so I cannot comment on that one. I'm no, I remember people talking about it. I remember on the podcast I listened to called uh, Tell Him Steve Dave. And Brian Quinn watched all of them. Oh, really? And he bangs on about the tranny trick. Right, okay. So there's something happens in there. I don't there, know what there it was is. A, I remember there's a box set where you, you could actually get the sphere. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come with the box set. I like that. That sounds yeah. cool. Arrow, that was, that was. That sounds right on my street. Um, this one, I haven't. I think I've seen the 50s version of this. The Blob. Awesome movie. You've got the VHS. Yes, You've I got have, the yeah. 80s VHS version. It's the 80s one. That's, right. that's that's the one I saw when I was a kid, and that's the one I really remember mostly. I don't know which one I've seen. I think I've seen the 50s version. You'd know which one it was. They're very... They're, they're, yeah. yeah. They're, 80s the 50s, the 50s is know. black and white, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I've seen that on like TNT or something, that one, like Bravo or one of those. Yeah. I don't think I've seen this one. It looks fucking awesome. Mate, we'll have to break it out we on VHS. Definitely. Like we did with Near Dark, mate. It's a classic, Oh, mate. mate, I can't wait. I'd love to watch that. Um, and then we've got A Nightmare on Elm Street Part um, 4, Dream Master. Yeah. Good representation here from Robert England. Mm. Kills off um, pretty much all the people from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 <laughs> yeah. in the first, like, 10, 20 minutes. But we've dealt with the Dream Master. Yeah. Now, she appears in 4 and 5. That's right, yeah. Doesn't she? She kicks some fucking ass. She kicks Freddy's ass in this one. Mm. There's some awesome moments in this. The fucking Cockroach Hotel. Yeah, I love oh. that. So clever. Because I was watching the, um, like, my On Arm Street documentary. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, fucking four hours long. And it goes from, like, uh, fil- all through the films in chronological order. Yeah. And it just goes through everything to what happened on the set, interviews with directors, all the shit that went down, <laughs> the fact that some of the films, the scripts weren't even finished before the film was, like, when it was, the film was, like, half made and they still hadn't had the script finished and stuff like that. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, it's really cool. They showed you how they did all the special effects. It's really worth watching. Yeah, well, this one was good. I thought mm. Dream Master was pretty good. They got, yeah, it was, and he, it was he, got right. his, he got a bit of balls, I think, old Freddy in this one. Yeah, and they, they just got, went to town with the effects, special effects and that. And the quips. Freddy that, yeah, and, yeah, and that's when he kind of turned a bit kind of like proper like one-liners. Yeah, they're fucking and doing adverts and songs with the, <laughs> with the fat boys and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy but they proper franchised them out big time which is fine yeah, yeah. no problem with it I've got no problem with this this one I haven't seen Lair of the White Worm good movie yeah yeah I watched that when I was <laughs> way 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 too young it looks kind of filthy yeah is naughty it, well, it no, looks no, a bit no, naughty no, Hugh Grant really. a, a young Hugh Grant in it as well yeah yeah it is it's really before, weird before Four Weddings and a Funeral it's a, it's a it's it's a real it's a strange movie, but I think when I watched it, it was recorded off of like BBC Two or something like that. Back in the day, my dad probably 
recorded it. But it's a it's a real eerie, weird film. It's English. Yeah. It's, it's really a very strange And it's movie. a Bram Stoker's tale. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so weird. weird. It's so weird that... It's so weird. Layer of the White Worm. To have all these, <coughs> like... It's not very 80s. Mm, no, but... It's all when I what I remember of it. I haven't seen it for a while. It's it's a bit like it's a little bit Hammer House horrors okay. in some places, but um, it's um, definitely worth a watch. Strange one. All right, maybe a future get, rewatch. Maybe I haven't seen this either. This next one, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah, I know you haven't. I'm not. Re- I was never a before. massive Elvira fan though. How could you not know? Because you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but so I never, she did loads of stuff before it, didn't she, as well? Well, yeah, not over here, really. Mm. Not, not, it never really got me. The only time I ever knew about her was through buying her movie on... Um, renting her movie from the VHS shop. <laughs> Why did you rent it? Because, basically, it's just one of those movies. It's, it's comedy horror. It's not, it's not like full-on... I didn't rent it because of that. <laughs> I didn't do that... Don't However, explain, don't explain yourself to me. It's actually a really funny film, and it's interesting. It looks it's bonkers. the same time as around like the Burbs and stuff like yeah. that. And well, the Burbs was the following year. Of, yeah, exactly. There you go. So it's just like it's all that kind of eighties comedy horror that you wouldn't get away with nowadays. Adam's Family sort of thing. Mm, not not as kiddified. It's like a bit well, more horror size. Just but a big pair of tits, isn't she? That's outrageous <laughs> in this in this time and this era for you to say something so so outlandish ridiculous right moving on to our next one but yeah one. I've got the nice Arrow version of that so yeah? you could sit down and watch the Arrow version and watch all the extras and everything okay right, cool. give it a go she's right. given up now pretty much she's given up of Arrow yeah she's getting on a little bit isn't she bless her well, she still looks great this one though I, I this lo- one I love this movie go for it Pumpkinhead Lance, yeah. Lance Henriksen yeah. yeah in it Um, after he played Bishop and stuff like that the fucking movie is nuts. It's yeah. it's kind of shit. I it's weird. I wasn't a fan. I'll be honest. Yeah. I love him. I think he's great. Met him a couple of times. Wow, fantastic bloke. It's kind of shit, isn't it? But I didn't enjoy it. I I wasn't a fan. It's but it's it's very like made to be sinister and dark and old school. I don't know. It's, it's what I remember weird, is like right, leprechaun it's really slow and stuff going like that. Yeah, well. it is very slow. Very slow. And and the, it's, but it's got some good horror beats in it. But it does, but I just remember it, it wasn't. I just remember it wasn't ever one that I would be like, "Yeah, I'm going to watch that," and I'm going to watch the second one of it and the third. It was it was a kind of thing that I was just like, Meh. wasn't a massive fan of. Nah, I don't think it's one that we probably repeat on here. To be honest, so it's not one that I would rush out and like. If someone suggested it, I'm like, mm, all right. <laughs> this one, however, mm. is definitely going to be on my list for this year. I think this yeah. year's got to be it. They live. Uh, this is probably what, one of the best movie? movies to come out of the fucking eighties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did wasn't aware of it until maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's the fucking crazy thing. It's another thing that, that I'm is like, crazy. Where you been? Under a rock. It was. I only heard of it when I read the book Armada. Okay. By Ernest Klein, the, the same dude who did yeah. Really oh, play right. Okay, there. the second. Book. And there's a line in it. Yeah. You know the the line. Yeah. You know. I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. You know, it's like that line. And I'm like, what the fuck is that line? That's awesome. Yeah. It's so stupid. And then the fact that Roddy Roddy Piper's in it. I'm like, what? Yeah. 
Keith David. God, God rest his soul. And that 20 minute fight scene. Mm. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But the whole movie's fantastic. It's just stunning watch. Mm. It is. And yeah, J- JC at his best. Really was. Yeah, that one. That one's one of my faves. And another one that came out of the 80s, one of my favourites, Charles Play. Charles Play, Obviously yeah. spawned a fucking generation of, like, um, yeah. movies and, you know, um, sequels and uh, toys. I've got, you know, I've got some silly toys at home of it. I absolutely, Even now people yeah. still collect that stuff, you know, and they're still bringing it out now. It, all different versions. It and... first came out in 1988. Yeah. And, like, we're talking about it nearly, you know, 20, 30 years on. Yeah. 30 it's going to be there. Still going, it's going mate. to be still going, mate. That Chucky franchise, they can't give up. And that it's... new Chucky movie wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's all right. Nothing wrong with it. Next one's uh, the sequel to Hellraiser, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Yeah, that just came out on the Cheeky Little Arrow release. Really? Ago. Yeah, not, not a special edition, just a standard disc. But um, it'd be quite interesting to revisit it. They saw f- this one follows directly on, I think, from the second, from the first one. You got the box set, right? Yeah, and it sort of, but it delves into more of the, um, the backstory, isn't the it? The backstory, yeah. the 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 whole where they're from, how the Cenobites sort of get formed. Yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of you get to you get to sort of understand them a little bit more. It's a weird one. Isn't it, it dives into hell. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's kind of like the first one. That's the, but the glory of it, of it is that you don't really know where Pinhead's from and what nah. it's about. But this is where I think a lot of people kind of have a bit of a go. Like, like why do we need this backstory? Why do we need to know? But you know, it's going to happen, isn't it? It's just like there's yeah. still there's still another eight after this, mate. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so and the oh, the, the fourth one's set in space. Yeah, the third one I think is like um a bit more. I don't know. How would I describe? It? Not Robocop-ish, but something kind of like futuristic, st- futuristic street gangs, that sort of thing. It's yeah, really yeah. weird, like compact discs and DJs, and it's yeah. really weird. It's very weird. The third one's very odd. Time, off. I suppose. Yeah, it's very cheesy. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's 1988. Good year. <laughs> yeah. And then we're on to I can't the remember fun- what I was doing in '88. Probably riding around on my BMX. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. I might building be building ramps, building ramps, and jumping off on skateboards and yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely playing TIG, off-round yeah. TIG, Probably fox and hounds on the bikes, going down the shop mm. and buying your penny sweets, mm. jumpers for goalpost, endearing mm. image, mm. fruit salads, fruit, hubba bubba, hubba bubba, and eye- eyeball <laughs> chewing gum. Remember that? marbles? Fucking how old are you? Marbles. I would have played. I would have played. I was playing Yo-yos. marbles. Gap. Uh, was it um gat guns? Cap guns, is that what they're called? Cap guns. Cap guns, that's okay, it. Buying the, buying the caps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sticking them in, the little yeah. red things. Like, oh my <laughs> God. It's like, yeah. what a waste of fucking money. <laughs> I would spend so And the paper caps as well. Yeah, the that's little ones more, that yeah. are tied up at the end and you chuck them. You could, set, you could try and set them fire. Yeah. Like with your 10 peas and just get them all off. Yeah. <laughs> Simpler times, eh? When I was a kid. Get your fucking iPads and stick them up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All I want is a screwball scramble, you cunts. <laughs> get me a panda pop any day, mate. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Right, the end of the, the end of the decade, mate. Nineteen eighty-nine. Okay. Glorious. Only a few ones to go through here, but we've seen. Obviously, got the burbs. 
Yeah. I think this is a rewatch at some stage because I've only wa- I think I've only watched this once. Mm. That's I think that's a big big um disappointment to me because it's Tom Tom Hanks in a horror movie. And it was a bit comedy a, horror movie. Comedy horror, it? but it was kind of dark. Mm. It's yeah, kind of dark. Definitely, definitely. Um yeah, I did, so I think it's my brother's one of my brother's um one of my brothers Sam his favorite one of his favorite movies, I think. Is it? Yeah, he really oh, he really loves this one. Um but yeah, so that's gonna have to be a future rewatch. Very and good. Obviously, Corey's in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm after watching that again. Yeah, same. Okay. Nine seven six evil is the next one. Which we obviously we've covered. Which we've covered on episode. Oh, I don't play. Thirty eight. I you got a fucking clue. But yeah, you <laughs> can go back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah, on episode blah. Well, then the next one, Pet Cemetery. Which episode we do that on? Oh fuck knows. <laughs> that's when our first. First twenty, I Pet can't fucking remember. I love that movie. We done, like it, but we done an episode. We done an episode on Nine Seven Six Evil, which you can listen to. Go back through our library and have a look, and tell and we we'll let to let you know exactly what we think about it. <laughs> but this is a movie that not enough people have seen. Yeah, and it's got definitely. you know, and it's and I I just so weirdly proud. I don't know why. Weirdly proud that I owned the VHS of Nine Seven Six Evil and Nine Seventy Six Evil Two, mm. and my mum bought me these on VHS, and I'm just like. When I got them, I thought, I love horror, mum, and I'll take anything. Because that's what I pretty much said. I was like, I'll take anything. She gave me these two. I like, know you take anything, but... But this looks shit. I thought it looked shit. And I watched them both, and I was like, yeah, it's good. Very good. But I didn't know enough. Yeah. And now the appreciation's there. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. The next movie was also something that we've reviewed. Yeah. Steve, and it's the, the last Stephen King offering of the decade, Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Watch out for those trucks. Watch out for those trucks. <laughs> it's sometimes that's better. Sometimes that's better. It's yeah. We've we talked to about this. You can you can go yeah. back to another episode and listen to us talk about Gage, Gage or Gabe. Oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> Is it Gage or Gabe? <laughs> Gabe, I think. Oh for fuck's sake! Gage, Gage, Gabe. Gabe. I don't know. I just want to get. I just want to watch him get run over again <laughs> and again and again. Apparently, it's sad, but I didn't find it sad. Stupid little. <laughs> Um, we get the last offering of uh, Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. We do uh, indeed. He, does he take Manhattan? This is the question. Well, yeah. Most of it's on a boat. Yeah. Most of it is on a boat. Well, start of it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. And then, and I, I found out that it's, most of it's filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> That's just like save on the budget. Yeah, but apparently it's Kane Hodder again, so... That's the, good. the one thing I always see online is, is the gif where he uh, is walking down the main street <laughs> of Manhattan and he just fucking smashes the punk's radio. I could watch I that, that again and again <laughs> yeah, and yeah, again. Great. It's fucking great. It's awesome. Is this the one movie. where he like um, he knocks that guy's block off on the uh, top of? He's having that fight with a gang leader, I think, and he. Yeah, I think him, so, yeah. And his head goes all the way into a trash can. It's been a long time since I watched it. I don't know. There's some good, I think there's some great movies in this one. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, this next one, I've never even heard of. Because didn't, they didn't even include the first one, I think, in the list. But Stepfather 2. Oh, really? Yeah. You ever heard of it? No, I've heard of Stepfather. The first, mm. obviously, the first, not Stepfather. Stepfather two. Highest. It, it's the same dude. It's Tom. It's Locke from Lost. I think. Mm. I think it is. Okay. Very young. Very young. Must have been Lost. an American thing. Yeah. Didn't really uh, know too much about this. It looks. 
all right, like serial killery. Mm. Not very, not very eighties. More seventies. I'd I I would say, a little nod back to the seventies and stuff like that. But there you go. They included it. So I'm not really sure about that one. Okay. Um, some good kills by lots of things in it though. So maybe worth a watch. And then our last episode review episode. I can tell you the episode for this because it was the last <laughs> episode forty two. Um, society. It finishes up the uh, finishes up the decade, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Fucking hell! What a weird ass movie that was. The yeah. Shunting. <laughs> Fucking hell! Go out and check that bad, that bad boy out. But that's it. That's our sort of um, our review of In Search of Darkness. Yeah. It's taken it us indeed. five episodes to get through it. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? I and mean, it's no. worth it. It's, it's given us some some movies that. To go and actually yeah. do for the podcast, I suppose, some that we haven't watched. Which I'm surprised that the amount that we haven't seen, actually. Especially early doors, like mm. the 80, 80 and 81. I'm quite interested to go back to there and some of yeah. those. Like The Burning, I really kind of want to watch that. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like a slasher. Yeah. And it's a fucking slasher. Mm. The Changeling. Yeah, I know. There's some good ones that I kind of fancy. Obviously, Near Dark, we reviewed already, and that was yeah. as a result yeah, of exactly. watching it. So it's done us, uh, given us some food for thought absolutely so thank you for that thank you really appreciate you making that thanks for the poster all rolled up or not but um you know graham humphrey's artwork all folded up and put into a jiffy bag <laughs> cheers but hey ho but hey ho it's a good it was a good it's four and a half hours worth of content and it's good to be part of that yeah just a shame we couldn't get a nice poster to put up about <laughs> massive creases anyway yeah run over but yeah if you can yeah. get, if you can get a hold of it i don't know if you can um yeah i'm pretty sure you can find it somewhere yeah if, but if you'd like a if you can get hold of it i'd spend the time watching it because it's just if you grew up in that era it's pure nostalgia if you didn't grow up in that area you should and you're a horror fan to be honest this gives you that sort of definitive look and guide, not guide, but it gives you such a inspiration to go and out, go and find. Because somebody in the documentary, I say, I can't remember who it was. They were like, you know, our generation, we would go down to the video shop and look through the aisles and inspiration for pick things. And this documentary gives you that kind of insight to do that, but on the documentary and go right. I'm going to watch that one. That looks right on my street. Tick tick tick. Going to get that. Going to yeah. get that. So it's good out there if you if you wanna if you really do wanna go back and search some of those classics for, for sure. Definitely. All right. So we haven't we're we're we'll come back next episode with fresh something to scream about. We Who knows what that's gonna be. If you've got one that you want us to talk about get in anything, touch. get in touch. You social know. medias. Social medias at the end of the episode, so uh, get in touch. And we will uh talk through that. Let's move on to our movie from the vault. Indeed. Today's movie from the vault is 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Directed by the lovely George A. Romero, starring Ken Forey. There's Peter, Galen Rose, Francine, David, Engis, Stephen, and Scott Reinger as Roger. I mean, we find this movie basically is about, you know, a group of people sort of coming together, surviving the 
zombie apocalypse in any way they can. And the way that they choose to do it is landing on top of a mall and fucking tearing shit up and just living for a little bit. Just getting a bit of life back. That's my synopsis of it, if you like. Mm. Oh, what a fucking movie, man. Tell me about the first time you saw this movie. Oh, Christ. Where, when four, was it three, three young boys 40, involved? No, 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 this was on my own. This was on me, Todd. Um, I think I heard the quote first. I think I heard the quote first. And just remember that, the poster, the head. I think I was about 15, 16, something like that. Mm. Um, and I, I, I think it was just on late night. And it was just like, it was that weird start where you didn't know what the fuck was going on. You always sort of forget about the start of it, I think. Yeah, you Whenever do. I watch yeah. it, you just expect it to the be... projects. A, and expect that about yeah. this mall, but it's not. It's the first part. It's like about, you know, police and stuff like that going into this, this sort of like place. And I don't really understand what they're, why they're there. I don't, they're sort of like people are just holding out and they think they got... I don't know why they... I don't know why they're going in there. Well, they're, they're going in there to... The, to um, get the people out of the building because everybody has to vacate their premises because they're moving people out. Yeah, and it's they the refuse to go. And they refuse to go. Yeah, because it's the projects and what they're saying. Like again, because the social element kind of side of the movie is because they don't want to go. Why should they have to go? And then obviously they unearth something else in there. Yeah. <laughs> where I don't know whether the, the, this is where it all started. Possibly I don't know. Maybe that's where you where you're led to believe where. It was contained and got out. I, I don't think so. I think it was already in the mi- middle of it. Mm. And the way I took it was that it was always already happening. Mm. In you know, on the back of say Night Living Dead, yeah. this is the second one I suppose in tonight. So it's already happening, and this is like this is them going. We need to evacuate these people. They find they got the room full of them and stuff. They know about it. They people know about or are aware of something that's happening. Yeah. And it sort of got into the city and stuff like that. It got into more out of the countryside and more into the city. And now these people have to run, you know, escape. And they got their plan to escape through this helicopter. And they got their mates. And it's, But the bit, the way they do it, this you've got that weird, big, fucking huge cop guy who's sort of just going into rooms, blowing shit up. The crazy racist. Yeah, some yeah. of the gnarliest um, special effects and moments of gore or in that first 20 minutes. That's what I mean. Well, like, literally, you just go straight in. Like, straight in with the action. And like, what the hell? What's that? Who's that? He's like, why is he doing that? He's just blowing someone's head off with a shotgun. Fucking hell. I mean... I, straight what, from the get-go. And that's where you go. When you first... That first 20 minutes, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? And I think this was my first ever zombie movie that I saw. First really? ever sort of entry into watching yeah. anything to do with zombies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because you can't even even count Friday the Thirteenth yet. When I went watch Friday the Thirteenth at that stage, but Dawn of the Dead was my first ever sort of entry into into zombies. It was the first time I got into the sort of the whole zombie movie genre, mm. and it fucking got me hooked because it's like that's how because it was just like what the fuck is all that is going on, mm. you know? And the gore, the the fucking audacity of the way that they sort of like did the deaths was incredible. Do you remember? Your first time. Yeah. It was um basically oh god, I must have been about probably about twelve, thirteen, <laughs> twelve, yeah. thirteen. Yeah, I went to this yeah, Stuart 
this guy who used to have all the horrors and I must have been about, I was 12 or 13 and like literally I remember he said oh have you ever seen Dawn of the Den I was like no nah, what's that he's like oh it's a zombie movie and I was like I've never I don't think I've ever seen a zombie like you I've never seen a zombie movie before and he just put it on and I was just like transfixed the whole way through it I didn't stop I don't think I even fucking blinked watching this movie I'd never seen something like it in my life it was just it was just so fucking interesting but it was also it scared me loads not to the fact of losing sleep kind of scared but just the fact of that if this was happening to me I'd be fucking scared shitless I don't know what to do and I would be so scared about the situations they're putting at that like at that age at 12 13 you 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 don't think of those situations got me, of what you would do. It got me hooked into yeah. thinking about what I would do yeah, in yeah. that situation. Absolutely. It made it very, it makes it very, um, it's very clever in making it real. Yeah. Um, in the way they're sort of like trying to shift. It's like, fuck. And then that's, that got me hooked into the zombie genre. So I'm like, fuck, survival mm. horror. You know, what the fuck would you do in this situation? Then you like read Max Brooks' zombie survival yeah. guide and you, I get way too, I'm way too into it and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, it, I know this you know yeah. the likelihood of anything like that like a bird flu or anything like that actually like happening i know i'm not that that gullible but what if you know what if like 28 days later <coughs> or 20, that time, they run yeah they run they run but like this this you could sort of like because they were kind of pathetic they were ghouls yeah, they were but, sort of like but the thing that was cool about it is that the way they kind of shot it as well because they shot it like documentary stuff yeah and that's what made it feel a bit more real, like the interviews with the news people and then all the kind of rednecks, like like they were in the first one, like going down and hunting them. But it was all done in really like shaky kind of, kind of almost recorded documentary style that made it even feel more, even more real that I think that was, that yeah, was really cool. Yeah, the, the, the rednecks bet is always something I think you forget about as well. It's like they go, they actually, they don't brush over that as much as they they they've sort of that's really part of the social commentary of the movie in terms of they got these people who are who are shifting it in a helicopter away from the city trying to get somewhere to be away from it or where mm. you've got these rednecks sort of just like drinking beer Good having fun. a laugh they see it as like a hunting game yeah kind of almost you know that's what and and you know what it's so fucking weird that it, it's from 1978 yeah it's so bloody apt to what's happening now you ain't gonna you've got you got that movie kind of just going, look, you know, we're not going to get rid of our guns. You know, you've got loads of gun violence and all this sort of stuff that's happening in America and all that sort of stuff all the time. Still, you can kill as many, uh, you shoot, have as many school shootings and all this sort of stuff. We're still not getting rid of our guns. No, it's yeah. like you, what you know, that, I'm, that that's my my. We we're English. We don't have all that sort of stuff. I'm sure we've got lots of people on who listen to us and that you know. I don't understand the whole gun culture and stuff mm. like that but i'm just like they're just that they just it this shows how happy pretend you know these people are that if 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 a situation occurred we've got our shit we're ready to defend our land nothing wrong with that mm. nothing wrong with that but it's just like they're just so happy to it and they're so sort of quick mm. to sort of get really into it and like shoot almost like a sport kind of thing, a sport yeah. yeah it's like you're shooting you know they're dead but mm. they're not. They were once human. And you've got the other flip side. Like you look at Roger and like and even like Peter, like Ken Foy's character. When they sort of find those people, 
in that um, first little scene, and yeah, they, in the salon, he's yeah. he's he's got a, he's like you can see the despair. Yeah, in their eyes, mm. and the fact they don't want to do that—they that's the last thing that they want to do. Mm. It's just such a, a comparison to these these sort of clever people that are having fun. To these guys who are just like fuck this, I'm not. This is this is not what I want to do. Yeah, but then again, it goes through stages of like it's almost stages of grief, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like they kind of go through despair, acceptance, and you know, and all that sort of stuff. So when they get into the mall, eventually. You got this. You do get this whole. You you kind of get sucked in to the whole fun of it. Yeah, in a way. I I love the thing about the mole bit is that I love the bit where they really think about what they're gonna do. So that's really clever. So they they there's two there's obviously two entrances to this mole, and and I think the really thing the really clever thing they do with that is the suspense of the keys. <laughs> And trying to get through the slow-moving zombies, and like they're trying to get in, and then they think of really the thing is it's really clever because they think of really little tactics of what obviously George Romero must have sat there and wrote this right and gone, oh, what can I do this? This would be cool. This is what they would do. So it's like the little tactics of going downstairs, banging on the windows, attract all the zombies to one side, something as simple as that, and then running back up because they're not there and getting <laughs> out. And they can, but they're you know you can almost run past these kind of zombies. And that's what's really cool is that you can they they can't get you that easy, but one false move the wrong way or the wrong like going around the corner, you could end up in real bad trouble. And it's just like the way they move. Sometimes you can be really kind of like almost like taking the piss. Yeah, because they sort of like what's his face? They punch. They punch. They, I, there's one time he's just like literally just having a fight with loads of them punching kicking all that sort of stuff you're just like fucking that's so dark but again these these are these versions of a zombie are mm. like then you get the sort of evolution the re- you really get the feel of the evolution mm. once you go back and watch this movie after say watching dare, dare the dead and then land of the dead yeah. um survival of the dead Dara dead all that sort of stuff you you get where the land of the dead they they sort of got that intelligence yeah um and they can sort of pick up tools and you think oh that's a bit weird yeah but you don't it's not that far removed no because they mention it in this movie in, they do yeah. they say they pick them up tools and stuff and you can see remember them. stuff from when they were alive just yeah. certain things and stuff like again like the whole social going back to social commentary a bit as well this is like obviously he made this film with a massive underlying thing of of like consumer mm. so the first one was obviously dealing with racism massive undertone of racism in it and the fact that obviously the ending is the first one and then and then you're going into this one about moles being a consumer of everything so why are these people here why are they come here oh because they do it every day in their lives yeah and it's about the massive moles coming into little cities and taking over everything like this mole is massive as well it's got an ice rink it's got bars it's got gun shops it's got fucking everything in there isn't it? it's and everything it's not like the mall you see where we're from because we have shopping centers it's like a massive massive like village almost and the sort of joke is the joke out of all of it is the fact that you know it does have everything and the fact that in this instance in this in in the end of the world or as the the zombies are sort of coming back to life when there's no more room in hell the dead will walk earth they, they've got this mole that actually you could probably survive 
for a bloody long time. Oh, yeah, ages. And, and they do, and they the the sort of like the the funny of it, and it's funny mm. when you watch it, but also it's kind of sad. The fact that they're kind of setting up shop mm. in, in the sort of back end of it, they sort of build it. You you got this sort of montage of them sort of you know getting on and having dinner and finding all these weird food and you know find doing the clothes and all this sort of stuff and always okay. trying to act normal but suddenly it skips to however long forward and oh my god they've got a fucking lounge they've got the most yeah. everything that everything that's downstairs they sort of still bought upstairs into yeah. their own little home mm. you know because it's not home they know they're sort of like it's not home but they've made some area of it home to the point where they've built like false walls and all this sort of yeah, stuff it's but the, crazy but even then even so it just shows you you can have everything in the world unlimited supply of everything and it shows the montage of them having fun but after the, all of it they're still not happy because they get to that point where they're just kind of bored and yeah. they're bored of everything they're bored of each other they're bored of being there it's like because they were never intended to stay there they just decided oh well maybe we could make this work and it does work, you know, but yeah. it gets to that point where they just... And you've you know. got a timeline of it as well, a very clever timeline. Because mm. at the beginning of stuff, they announced that, like, um, she's about three months pregnant and yeah. stuff like that. And then, you know, that's an added hindrance, which they never, which they only broach at one stage. Having yeah, a very really, briefly as Really, well. really yeah. awkward sort of discussion around abortion, which is <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Such a weird, like, line is like, what um peter says he says do you, um, did you want do you want a, to abort it because i know how but how does he fuck does he know how <laughs> fucking weird. weird man a bit dark very dark um some awesome like moments of like like zombies in this sort of movie the kids on there's like that bit where they do the pit stop yeah for the fuel. For the fuel. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh my god, the kids that he has to kind of kill that come at him are like little kids, that yeah. little kid zombies, and they yeah. they kind of shift it. Well, that yeah, weird is, is yeah they are quite fast, aren't they? But and it, that kind of sets the rules because I wrote in my notebook, uh, uh, Peter is it Peter isn't it Flyboy, not Peter is it Flyboy Stephen. Yeah. Flyboy, yeah, but Flyboy prick, because it makes it shows how much of a douchebag he is. It's like he's shooting his gun; he can't shoot for shit. He he makes pretty poor choices now and again. He's a general bit of a douchebag, really. Isn't he? At that stage, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. they he sort of like uh, he he is the sort of bumbling one, but he's it, not bumbling, but he just doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. He's whereas like say Peter's like a bit more. He knows. How he sort of seems to be the one who knows how to survive. Yeah, you know, or Street smart. he's making it up, but he he knows what he's sort of doing. You see, or you would follow him. You would follow him. I do. And love she's Roger, and she's Roger smart, says. and she's actually you know they sort of brush over a bit. Francine is the smart one as well. She sort of got forward thinking as well. Yeah, she's not like a, a a little lady that runs away from everything. No, which I liked. Yeah, but Roger's sort of the Roger like he's. He was the sort of friend one. He is like I don't know if he's sort of the gun ho one. He has a bit of a time of it, but he get he's he was a bit cocky. Yeah, but at the start, I didn't get that. I, you kind of feel like he's got his head screwed on because he's not. He doesn't go into that 
kind of play school guns blazing like that big cop. Yeah. He's very reserved. But for some reason, when they get to the the mall and they start moving the trucks, he starts to go a bit fucking mental, doesn't he? Because <laughs> he's getting so adrenaline fueled to move the trucks in front of the the mall. And he's just like going crazy. And there's that one weird bit. Did you notice this? You know when the zombies are coming at him? There's one zombie that touches his face. Yeah. Like that. And then he kind of gives him a weird look. Almost like it was like, I don't know, like a gay zombie. That was weird. And he, bat- <clears> and and then he batters him. Batters him with yeah. a bad gun. And then runs off. I yeah. thought that was really weird. Yeah. There was really some... out of kind of. It's so bizarre that bit. But yeah. obviously when he gets bit. It's, you knew it was coming as well. The, muse, the music. How many is times insane. does it nearly happen and it the, doesn't? Yeah, the so tension you, is crazy. Yeah, and it's I sort so of crazy. I think because you can you can almost you can it's, you're going oh, it's coming it's got to come now and then they get away with it and then the second time you're like oh only one more and you're like it's it's definitely coming even watching it Christ knows how many watches times I watch this movie even watching where they get that next truck and you know it's coming you're almost you're still going oh God move your move your leg move your leg you're shouting at tv yeah i know and it's just like ah and he's gutted isn't he when he and then you can see the look on peter's face how gutted he is for him as well he's just like oh, you see they're no. sort of they got because they got such a cool little camaraderie yeah um and, and you kind of think peter's kind of geeing him up as well you know yeah. he's kind of like having that banter but he's just not as why, why don't you get out of fucking truck well there is that i suppose you couldn't hotwire no that... maybe and then Flyboy sort of followed him with a helicopter all the time, mm. which I felt was a bit weird. He didn't need... Did he need to be in the helicopter? Not really. Wasting fuel. It was weird, weird, that one. Um, but yeah, obviously, this is probably one of the best deaths, I think, in any um, any zombie kill. This is the chopper blade kill. Oh, yeah. It's got, that. well, that's the best, probably. Like, it's brilliant. It's, it is good. Or where Peter picks up that zombie, just lobs it over the side. Yeah. It's so blatantly not a fucking human. <laughs> because it's just like the way he does it, it's like, fuck it, you know, he just picks it up and launches it. I love that yeah. bit. Yeah. There's some absolutely amazing, like, kills and stuff like that in this sort of whole, this whole movie. Mm. It's it's phenomenal. But you know that this happiness can't last forever because there's always some arsehole that wants to take it. And that arsehole... <laughs> Was riding a motorbike. His name's Tom Zavini. <laughs> Tom Zavini's coming for your shit. This bit, I mean, they are in. They've just, they've just lost. Poor Roger. Yeah, you know, that's, and... that's uh, actually watching that part. Uh, actually, I felt really sad more than I have done ever watched it. I don't yeah. know it's my age. I'm just getting a bit soft in my old age. But I actually was gutted. I was like, oh no. Because there's always that, that scene, and you see it in every little kind of cut scene of where the sheet is moving, and then it comes down, and Roger's there all, like, zombified. Yeah. But way better zombie than all the rest. Oh, not, yeah. Not a grey face. Just proper effects, gaunt, looks awesome. You know what I mean? It's like... We'll, get, on to a, to we'll get on to another one in a minute, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. for best zombie. Yeah. But, yeah, they do they do spend yeah, a little bit sad, more money. <laughs> Oh, Peter has to finish him Obviously, off. Obviously, Tom then. Savini's done all the makeup and stuff like that. And he's just like, this is just incredible what mm. he's done. The music is by the Goblins and Dario Gento. Yeah, and you Goblins. can tell. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's totally, totally cool. The music's fantastic in this. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the the more music yeah, is fucking yeah. great. It's almost Season of the Witch sort of style. Yeah, yeah, a little like, bit, yeah. That sort of like yeah. cheesy, what do they call it, Muzak. It doesn't you know? really fit in with the the film but it's kind of like 
It's just weird. Yeah, it's like, but it makes it, works. it makes it tension sort of yeah. like even better. But getting onto your onto <laughs> the once you know they're sort of settled and it you know what could possibly go wrong? What happens inevitably? <laughs> and you know any Walking Dead fans out there, you know will know what has to happen eventually. Yeah. Fuck you know we've got we deal with the zombies, but what happens in the end? You tell us, Matt. <laughs> well yeah it's raiders isn't it they're just like a bunch of just crazy idiots that are just going around like pillaging places and you obviously see that 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 this mall is somebody's in there and they've got good shit because they've barricaded the doors so they break in there don't they and, and it's just the craziest shit goes on it's just it's about a 20 minute just fucking nutballs and you don't understand they got they're no, stealing everything they don't really have a goal they're just going crazy, aren't they? They they are just let loose, looting the place, taking whatever they want. They've got no no desire to set up shop there. They literally just want to take everything. Money, you know, and jewellery and food and they just want to use everything in there. One guy's trying to trying <laughs> to put his arm <laughs> What is that guy doing? He's well, he just to, wants to take his blood pressure. Yeah, he's just trying to get his blood pressure on the arm machine. Is like but whilst all these zombies are just walking around killing people. He tries it twice, and oh, the, yeah. the second time is to his. He's just like, sod it, I'm doing it. If I'm going to die, I'm going to. Yeah. But they've got their goal. They haven't got a goal. And I and Flyboy, bless him, is trying to like defend the place, yeah. and it's like, oh, you kind of think, why didn't they? Another just... prickish move. You could have just shut the fuck up, let them do it all that. But he's like, no, it's ours. You can't take it. It's ours. Yeah, why didn't they just stay hidden mm. but and watched from afar? I don't know. It just annoyed me a little I bit. I suppose they just, everything they built, they were just watching and getting ruined yeah. because, it's, you know, they're, they're letting thousands of zombies in and they're back to square one again, you know, and they've got to somehow, they Clean can't out. repair the doors because they're all smashed in. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It's, it's, There's some really... funny moments in this one, though. Like, obviously, Tom Savini and stuff like that. Mallet, the, the guy with the fucking mallet, just, like, running around is fucking great. The the mugging of the old woman and stuff. And everyone, it's just, it's just, uh, and then, obviously, you get... Don't forget the pies. The pies. Oh, my God, the pies. <laughs> the pies in pie the zombies. face. Pie, just pieing all the zombies just, in the face. It just shows they've got absolutely... Like, no respect for the safety of anything. They don't give a crap. They're just there to just fucking go mental. They don't see the zombies as any kind of threat. Not at all, yeah. they, They're just like, whatever, we're just going to take the piss out of them. We're going to just, like, kind of give them wedgies and just fuck about and push them over. If they get too close, kick them and, you know, don't shoot them in the head. You know, mm. just fucking fuck about with them. That's what mm. they're doing. And it's they're all a bunch of clowns. It's hilarious. Um, they're just not taking it. Like seriously, they're obviously just like stir crazy, and they, you know, it's on almost on the verge of Mad Maxian yeah, sort of definitely. style, I, I guess. Um, but eventually, you know, you get this, you kind of get his come up and he gets shot in the arm, doesn't he? In the lift, what Savini? Oh, what Flyboy? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, then they just fuck off, don't they? They're just like, oh, quick, let's get out of here. Well, they, they like... are. That's the weird thing. He does. Peter sort of ch- chase him off. He kind of does, but I think what really spooks him is kind of Tom Savini's character is like the the head, isn't he, really? Right, and okay. once I think they see him get killed, they kind of go, well, let's fuck, fuck this shit, let's get out of here. And then they just start getting out. Because Mallet guy gets shot and all. 
Yeah, well, the guy, the guy with the massive Tommy gun. Yeah. He, I love that. I love the bit when he's at, and I love it because Peter goes, I'm not letting this fucking twat get away with this. <laughs> and he's just got him through the sight, and he, boom, gets him through. Pops him like, in the shoulder. Yeah, and he comes off and gets ripped apart by zombies. They're not letting him get away. He's like, but then, then they fuck off. So, but they've just, it's one of those things, isn't it? When you, you've got something, somebody else wants to take it. Yeah. They come in, ruin everything. And then obviously Flyboy gets gets eaten in the lift. He fights yeah. him off. He does a good job, and he comes out of the lift in that synonymous bit. And he's just and he is the best looking zombie. He looks great he, at it. The his walk le- is just his awesome. leg, his head. Because let's be honest, he's not the best actor in this film. No, but he's Ken, a good. Ken's way better. But he's a good bloody zombie. He is brilliant a zombie. Yeah. I think that's why he got the gig. I reckon. <laughs> do your best. Do your best zombie. Do it but, on he, the night. but he instantly sort of knows. To go back to their little home, which yeah. I find fucking nuts. Well, he smashes through the wall. Smashes man, through the it? fake door, and he gets that um, part. We get shot and stuff like that by Pete, and Pete doesn't know if he's gonna. Doesn't know if he's gonna go in the helicopter. Well, he doesn't. He's he's like, I'm not going. I don't want. I'm staying. And he's gonna basically kill himself. <clears throat> yeah. Really, really sad. Sort of strand. And he's got the ending. tiniest little gun to do the job, but it's pretty powerful for a tiny gun. But he's our hero. Yeah, I love that bit. That's one of my favourite bits where literally the helicopter's just about to go and it's so tense and you're like, he's fucked. There's so many of them. And, he, and he's like, da da da. And yeah. it's like, it turns into an action film where he's just, he's fucking karate chopping their faces. <laughs> he's fucking kicking them. <laughs> he's just like, it's brilliant. I love oh, it. Because he's a big guy. Yeah. He's massive. I've met him. He's I've huge. I've met him twice. And he is fucking awesome. And he is huge. He is a big guy. Um, and yeah, you see the sheer size of him when he's just karate chopping these fucking zombies, throwing them about. It's fucking brilliant. Do you know what yeah. the be- one of the best things about this is the fact that he's got that synonymous line in mm. it, like yeah. when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. And he's got some Classic. great one lines throughout it mm. as well. But it's he in the remake, the Zack Schneider remake, he comes back and he does the thing on TV. Where the whole like vig- the um, vigilante is it? No, what do you call it? Evangelism, I think mm, it is. Yeah. Where he's like, you have same sex marriages, you have boy, you know all this sort of stuff, and he goes, and he gets to say his line again. Mm. That's fucking great. Oh, what a fucking movie! But that that's the thing as well with this movie that it ends, and you're like, again, it goes, what's next? Where are they going? It's like, and that's it. It's like, where do they go? Where are they going? And it's just like, oh, I want to know more. And it's like, ah. It's just like, because... you don't just, get to... Because his next movie, you don't get to find out. No. Because no. you, you, like, literally are with these people the whole way through. And it's such a kick-ass character. And you're like, yes. And then, yeah, they just leave. And it's just like, that's it. But the, the film is just... It just packs a punch even now. It's just so clever. It stacks up, as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah. It was, it's still the best zombie movie that I think that's ever been made it's definitely my favourite uh, well yeah it, it breaks the mould I mean Night of the Living Dead obviously kicked it all off I think but you know think about think about that movie was made in like what was it 1960 mm. I, I want to say I think it was made 11 years before this movie so it took him 11 years to sort of make this butte but yeah I mean but it's just I think this you know, that, that first movie obviously was uh, legendary and it, it changed the game. 
but this movie just properly put the kind of like I don't want to say the rules of zombies because it's not it's what people can make their own rules up but it just it just was something it just fast forwarded everything and made it so fresh because 1978 was the kind of birth of the malls but it but they didn't really come out until 80s like massively everywhere so it's just it was the start of something so little and it's just like yeah boom there it is it's like it was just like uh, predicting kind of what's happening this is mass consumption and it's going to be rolled out everywhere and it was yeah and yeah it's fucking great these zombies and stuff like that they use the way they sort of like moved and um, what they sort of made them to have this sort of like this basic motor skills, the basic intelligence and stuff like that. Some of the fucking stupid. Yeah, well. but Love that. you know, as they were in probably real life and stuff like that, and it's like they've still kept something. There's still something mm-hmm. there, and you've got differences. You, you you've got different. You the more you watch zombie movies, there are so many subtle differences. You've got these like ultra smart ones. You've got these ones that are just like nothing. They got nothing apart from like killing in them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's yeah, incredible, bird. And we can't we can't finish off not talking about meeting the legend himself. I've got to talk about it. Go for it. So obviously, I met him years and years ago at Collector Mania uh, in Milton Keynes, and he was the sweetest, kindest, down to earth. Wanted to talk to you. He spoke to me for at least, I'd say. 15 minutes and, and that, that's a long time if you're at these tables and that, that was brilliant to just chat to him about creep show and everything like that and dawn of the dead it's fantastic but we got to meet him together uh, quite some years later this is that a year before he died wasn't it yeah and and what i gotta say this and i gotta get off my chest what fucks me off is that we go we went to this show obviously that they have you know signings for and we walk up and George Romero, bearing in mind at this point, he's quite an old guy, still wants to chat to us, still so much morale in him, so much, like, so bouncy, so nice, but yet there's no fucking cue. Yeah. And that kind of fucked me off of, of like, because in my eyes, he's always a legend, always has been ever since I've seen that first film, ever, ever, you know, I've seeked out all these other movies, you know, you know, I always wanted to, you know, I never thought I'd ever meet him. And it, it kind of, no one was hardly in the queue. Well, no one was in the queue. We just walked straight up and met him. And, and it was just sad to see that. And now, now he's gone. Obviously, a lot of people, you know, he, he had this kind of resurgence with like the movies coming back. And now how big horror is. And he was a horror icon. Is. Like right, one yeah. of the biggest uh, in my eyes. And... It just—it was just a bit heartbreaking. I think. Well, he obviously died knowing that he had a big fan base because he knew the people. He knew, he knew that, that you know there was massive fan base out there. But it just—it's just a shame that now it's like everybody's like a massive Romero fan, and it's—I'm not saying oh I'm the first fan and all that and stuff. It, just, it was just a bit kind of like this is a legend. He should have a fucking queue out the door. And I guarantee you, if he was at any convention right now. He'd have the biggest queue in the fucking place, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Swings I, I around about so, isn't it, mate? But yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. what you're saying. But I, I have to say, it. I have to talk about it. But the guy's a legend, and you know, and I hope they keep his leg, his, his his kids keep his legacy alive. And it's like, and I hope that people listen to this. If you haven't seen his movies, go out and see them. 
definitely go and see Dawn of the Dead. Maybe make that the first one on your list. Watch them all. Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Dare the Dead, Land of the Dead, Survival of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. Watch all the dead. They're all George A. Romero. Dead, if dead, you dead, ever dead. watch Of the Deads, it came from George A. Romero. Mm. All right? And you wouldn't have Walking Dead without Romero. No. You wouldn't have any zombies. And yeah, like, you know, maybe the zombie genre got a little bit saturated. Disagree. But still, <laughs> <laughs> there was a point. But even nowadays, even now, there's still really, really cool stuff coming out. Like we had Cargo. Um, and we had the eat, night eats eat the world love and the night, night eats, eats the, the world, world man that was fucking incredible yeah so there's still really incredible shit coming out now like, yeah i don't brilliant. know what's next army of the dead yeah looking forward Zach to that Schneider's army of the dead I then think you've got the year. other side of things the comedy side and you've got old uh the old double tap and stuff like that <laughs> yeah zombie land too yeah. last year so. fucking great movie oh my god that come that's an ace yeah wow Love a zombie. Right, have you got any Matt's facts? Have I got any Matt's facts? <laughs> you want to be paying attention to these Matt's facts. So I'm I'm not going to go mental on loads because there's absolutely loads and I'd, be, I'd keep you here all fucking night if I have my way, but I've, got I've, I've picked my 10 favourite. Okay, go on So then. there is probably loads more and feel free to tweet us or get hold of us on social media if there's anything I missed. But the, the, the best ones for me, number one is... Uh, gray skin so you notice like most of the zombies yeah like i kind of have grayish like greenish skin i wanted to ask you what you thought color it was i think yeah. it was kind of blue well, tom weird. savini apparently he kind of regrets using it because when it comes out on film it, it actually turns it was gray but when it comes out on film it looks blue yeah so a lot of the extras had like blue faces and stuff um the two kids that attack uh peter in in the rest stop when they get petrol two kids that that's savini's actual two kids really yeah. that's fucking cool attacking which i thought was awesome <laughs> that, that's fucking awesome um so the mall they shot at they only had it from 10 30 p.m because it closed at 10 till 6 a.m um and they'd be shooting all through the night obviously but sometimes the music would come on and they didn't know how to shut it off <laughs> which pissed them off quite a lot um but the funniest thing is like some of the zombies would um go and like the guys that played the zombies would go and drink at a bar that was open all night so they'd be pissed and <laughs> apparently they, like they were saying sometimes they'd come back and it just adds more effect to it because they'd be pissed but apart from apparently two drunk zombies stole a golf cart and did somehow did seven thousand dollars worth of damage in it and crashed it fuck it out whether that's true or not i don't know right. it sounds fucking awesome um, That'd be me and you. <laughs> yeah. Another interesting fact. Uh, obviously, Dario Argento had a lot to do with this film. Um, he basically said to George, come to Rome and write this movie. No, Have no distractions. Come and write in Rome. Stay with me. Just one deal. You come and stay with me in Rome. He wrote the script in three weeks. No interruptions. And he said, but please let me basically distribute it foreign uh, uh, foreign distribution distribution of it and do a cut of it edit it and also if i can have my music in the film and he was like yeah because george romero is a fucking huge fan of dario and Geno and vice versa they they absolutely respected the shit out of each other that's which awesome was, which was really cool but that was the deal that dario Geno had with him the mpaa 
obviously an American, you know, about the explicits of what rating it'd be because they were going to try and make it like X-rated, but they were like, as long as that has no sex in it, which it doesn't, it's they, they can get away with it. So they got away with a lot of gore in this because they didn't have no sex in it. But if you look on the poster, uh, it actually says no explicit sex is in this picture. Yeah, you know we were talking about it previously on the, on a previous podcast, but that's why because they said as long as you put it on the poster, that that we will not make it X-rated. So they got away. With quite there a lot. is no explicit sex in this. There is no explicit sex in this picture. However, these there are scenes of violence which may be considered shocking. No one under seventeen mm, will be admitted. Admit. Exactly. Mm, that's oh. off, straight off my signed poster. Oh. Beautiful. Um, so Gaylene Ross, she said in her first kind of take of the picture, George said, "Right now, I want a really big scream off you." And she turned around to him and said, "Look, I I don't I want to be a strong female character. I don't really want to scream and run away from the the kind of zombies and stuff. I want to be a bit kind of like." You know, a bit more ballsy with this character, and George Aaron Romero totally respected that, and he said that's completely fine with me, and didn't ask her to scream at all once again. That's why you notice she doesn't really scream at all throughout the whole film, which I thought was, you know, that's quite ballsy. Yeah, Flyboy um, was play. A, Flyboy was a bit of a pussy. That was it. That was it really. <laughs> he should have screamed. Yeah. <laughs> so the extras on this movie, apparently they all got paid a one dollar to be <laughs> in the movie. They got a donut. And a Dawn of the Dead t-shirt. Nice. I want that t-shirt. Yeah, fucking right. I can imagine how you had that t-shirt now. How cool. Oh, where'd you get that t-shirt? I got it on the, the set of the original Dawn of the yeah, Dead. Yeah, I played one of the zombies yeah. in Dawn of the Dead. How fucking cool. Yeah, I played like the fucking plaid zombie. Oh, we or... met someone last year who, who played one of the zombies in Shaun of the Dead, didn't we? Yes, we did. Mm. Yes. Uh, awesome. Um, this is quite a funny little story. Uh so Scott Renninger that played um, what's his name, Roger. Uh, Roger, yeah. He his grandma wanted to see the movie, <laughs> right? Bearing in mind this is nineteen seventy eight when it came out. His grandma was quite old. He's like, "Yep, yeah, we can go and see it, but it's quite violent." And he took her along to the um, the showing. They literally got past the start of it where they're in the uh, the projects block. And he turned to her and took one look at her and she was white as a ghost. And he basically turned to her and said, are you okay? And she went, not really. And he's like, would you like to go? And she went, yes, I'd like to leave. <laughs> so she oh. didn't even get past that. But it's because you think about that well, opening scene like we spoke about. Fucking heads go, blowing off yeah. and guts. And people weren't seeing shit like that. No. Especially a grandma at that Fuck age. Fucking hell, man. But it's quite quite sweet that he was like, do you want to leave? And he said, yeah. Um, so... The George A. Romero cameos. Did you spot him? No, he's is he one of the dude guys in the TV? Yes. Yeah. He is, yeah. He's a director in the studio. Yeah. Sat there smoking away, yeah, yeah, yeah. shouting down the mic at them, and he's almost. I didn't know this. I knew that one, but I didn't know this one. Apparently, he's a biker dressed as Santa Claus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he I is. Didn't think... He is the Santa Claus biker. That's fucking you cool. See him quickly in a couple of scenes, driving around on the riding around <laughs> on the bike, and my final little fact. Is, is quite an interesting one. Have a guess at the body count what, in this movie. The zombie body count? Both. Fucking hell. Have a little guess. 112? <laughs> Not far off, mate. Really? So, 
body count in this film is 93, Ooh, okay. 17 humans, and 76 zombies. Fucking hell. That's massive. That's a big body count. That is a big body they count. Kills, kills, kills. Almost Rambo style. But well, I did put on my notes here, I forgot. I put guns, guns, guns. Because there's so many guns in this yeah. movie. All different types of guns. I know, and then like, when they go into the gun shop and oh stuff like that. Oh my god, mate. Like, the, the different amounts of guns. And every fact, I was obviously trawling the internet for all these facts. And so loads of people love naming the guns because obviously Americans love their guns. They're like, oh yeah, and this scene he shoots one of these, and this scene he shoots one of that. Like, even the guy on the motorbike, he's got that like Tommy style gun, and it's apparently it holds 50 rounds of bullets, you mm. know, like the the old kind of gangster gun. Yeah. Like, and he's like firing it. It's like a real gun that holds 50 rounds of bullets. The thing is, though, like if it ever does happen, they're going to be sorted. We ain't got shit. Well, I've got a fucking golf club. Hey, we've got other tools. You've got your Captain America shield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to launch that at yeah. Zombies after, all the, after that. all the signatures you've got for it? But I'll definitely, I'll definitely, I would definitely pad my arms out. That's one thing they didn't do in this fucking movie. Pad your goddamn arms yeah, out. Yeah, put some magazines on. When did they do that in? They did that in 28 Days Later, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking. Get through that, mate. Woman's Wheatley. <laughs> Anyway, yellow pages on me. We're gonna give this bad boy some breaths. Do we? Do we even have to give it breaths? Well, we, we are. Breaths. I mean, it's gonna be like a ten out of ten for me. Absolutely, ten fucking big, deep, gasping breaths. Because <laughs> it's basically one of the best horror movies ever. Yeah. Ever made. It's possibly one of my favourite movies ever made. Oh yeah. I love it. Oh yeah. Absolutely love it. It's awesome. right up there. It's right up there. It's always been like on the cusp, like that. Jaws, Shining. Dawn of Dead, those three are my top, probably my top it's, three horror movies it's of all probably, time. I think it, it holds a special place in our hearts as well because it's the one thing that probably we talked about <laughs> first in horror. Yeah. Like, and we were like, oh, cool. And then to top it all off, meeting George together was absolutely amazing. I was fucking so jealous of you when you got that poster. Do you remember? You had that at your old, your old house and oh, everything. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking bastard. That, <laughs> that was what spurred me on to come to cons with you and stuff yeah, like that i yeah. think as soon as seeing seeing that and your photo of robert england i was like you can you imagine prick. if you didn't come though and you just went oh no i'm gonna leave this one out <sighs> and like you know i know i don't think i'll bother and it's like oh, come, this guy's a legend i know imagine if you didn't and you fucking did, hell man but we did so it was cool it was brilliant meeting him when i met ken foray as well it was brilliant meeting him really nice guy. he's come to swindon a couple of times he knows somebody from swindon he's yeah, come to swindon I met a couple him. times well, that's where i met him swindon, and i met him at con nice. but i really hope he comes back again it's like you know be really good to see him again at, uh so if you're listening ken come on over again you can stay <laughs> at my house <laughs> if you've got a big enough bed yeah yeah okay you can sleep stretch on the out on the sofa maybe i've got a big black one now yeah that. cool looking great great pick by me probably the best pick fantastic so done it's my pick yes next yes it is and you know what i'm gonna go for and this is the god's honest truth yeah that i picked this we are gonna watch they live are you serious yeah i can't believe you nearly spoiled it oh come on i thought i was gonna have to pick that one i was like it has to be done because i thought to, to to kind of intertwine it with uh john carpenter's birthday and we haven't done a Carpenter one for a while now. We, what have so, we done? What have we done Carpenter-wise? The Thing? Yeah. Um, exactly. Is that it? Yeah. We haven't done Halloween? No, we haven't Even? done Prince of Darkness. We haven't done The Fog. Nope. Um, well, we did Season of the Witch, which oh, yeah. involved in... Oh, 
Mate, exactly. They live, man. We, said, we did say last episode, guys, that we were going to absolutely smash this year. We're yeah. going to bring start bringing out the fucking classics. The big guns. <laughs> that is a big, bloody, <laughs> shafting <laughs> shotgun up my bum cheeks. That is a shunt. That is a proper <laughs> a shunt. shunt. Oh, mate, I'm I'm ecstatic. Now I've got to top that somehow. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. They live, mate. Can't wait. Episode fucking 44. They live. Yeah. Woohoo! Exciting. It's going to be cool. All right, then. So then I guess on next the next episode, we're hopefully going to be bringing you Parasite. I think we're going to pretty much try and our hardest to do that one for our main review. Um, Some to scream about. We're waiting on you guys. Please, um, somebody ask us questions. We've got a couple of questions like in the bank from a couple of old listeners that we we pick on, but we want want to get your um your help with that. I'd love to have a question from the states if anybody's listening. Yeah, talk to me. To our cousins, throw me, um, <laughs> throw me. And the match just pulled that out of the vault. They live, nineteen eighty eight. They live. John Carpenter, Roddy Roddy Piper, Keith David. Oh my God, I can't wait. And on that note, there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>